Hello, everyone, and welcome to the College Football Betting Pick Show for Saturday, October 17th, 2020. I'm Dylan Bird here with the Sports Bird Podcast, and we have four spread picks to talk about today. A few things were switched around this week. Usually, I have my long shot money line parlay, where I take two or three teams that are underdogs on the money line and parlay them. I give you that long shot pick. However, this week we had five games canceled around the FBS, so there's a significantly smaller slate this week. So I am not doing the long shot money line parlay this week. Hopefully, it will be back next week. But I'm really, really excited for the four picks I have to share with you guys. And in addition, we have one week until the Big Ten returns, which is what matters right now. I mean, I got my Penn State shirt on right now. I'm, I'm ready for next week. Penn State opens in Bloomington at Indiana. I'm ready for it. Bring me Big Ten football. I've been waiting for so long. I've been watching college football each week, and I've just been waiting. So excited for that and our last week without it. So let's jump right into the picks here. But before we start, if you don't follow me already on Twitter, you could follow me at sports underscore bird. In addition, be sure to like this video and subscribe to this YouTube channel. I do my waiver wire picks on Tuesdays. I do the college football show today. In addition, I have a weekly NFL player prop show over on Sal Vetri's YouTube channel. One came out today. Be sure to check that out. The link will be in the comments below. And be sure to subscribe to his channel as well. That really helps us out. To recap my college football betting picks last week, I went 2-2 two and two in terms of just general spread picks on the weekend. I lost Florida. I won Kansas State. And I won Georgia, but I lost Notre Dame, who couldn't punch it in. They had four chances to punch it in, in at the goal line at the end of that game against Florida State to cover. They didn't end up doing it. And then in terms of my long shot money line parlay, two of the games won and one of the games lost. So the parlay lost in general. So I'm now one and one on the season on these long shot money line parlays. So that was absolutely exhilarating last week because we had Kansas State who won outright we had Boston College who won outright against Pitt in overtime 30 to 29 because Pitt missed an extra point it all came down to Mississippi State who was on the road against Kentucky and Mississippi State put up one of the worst performances I have ever seen in five years of being a diehard college football fan they only scored two points and they lost 24 to 2 they couldn't get anything going they threw four interceptions in the game it was an absolute disaster however it was a close one. It was a lot of fun to watch. And like I said, the long shot money line parlay will not be here this week because there have been five games postponed and I don't want to force it. There's a lot smaller of a slate this weekend, but it'll be hopefully back next week. And let's get to our four picks this week. So the first game we're going to talk about today is NC State, who is minus four and a half at home against the Duke Blue Devils. NC State comes in playing some great football. They are currently 3-1, and one. and Duke, it's the opposite. They are coming off a win against Syracuse. However, they are 1-4 and four on the season. Now, NC State, the last two games, they've looked like a completely different team. Quarterback Devin Leary, who didn't play at the beginning of the season, he came in for the first time mid around midway through the Virginia Tech game in which NC State got blown out against ever since he's been the starter, and against Pitt, he led them to that win on the road. He had 336 yards and four touchdowns in that game. And in addition, he led NC State to a 38-21 to win on the road in Virginia last week, throwing for two touchdowns there as well. This kid could play. He's really good, and he's completely turned around this NC State team for the better. In terms of Duke, they looked really solid at the beginning of the season when they played a really, really tight game with Notre Dame. But Chase Bryce 
Duke's quarterback has gone way downhill since then. He actually has eight interceptions on the season this far. In fact, he threw four of them at Virginia in a 38-20 loss on the road. Now, think about this. Duke lost to Virginia on the road 38-20. NC State just won there last week as huge underdogs 38-21. Almost opposite scores, but pretty interesting there. I like NC State to keep their momentum going. They return home for the first time in a few weeks this week, and they play an inferior Duke opponent. I think they cover four and a half. I like the Wolfpack here. The next game we're going to talk about today is the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are at home against the Texas A&M Aggies, who rank 11th in the country right now. And the spread on this game is Texas A&M minus five. Now, Mississippi State is the number one passing offense in terms of yards per game right now. It's They're averaging over 400 passing yards a game, but this all pretty much came in week one where they had 623 total passing yards against the defending national champion LSU Tigers. But since then, they've been absolutely brutal on offense. They've scored 16 points through two games, 14 against Arkansas, and then two against Kentucky, both in losses. They lost 21-14 to at home two weeks ago against Arkansas, and then they lost last week on the road 24-2 to at Kentucky. Now, the funny thing here is, is that if Mississippi State won this game in Kentucky last week, I would have hit my long shot money line parlay because, as I said before, we had the Kansas State win, we had the Boston College win. All we needed was this Mississippi State win in Kentucky. They didn't get it done. They actually had one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time in five years of being a massive college football fan. The air raid may be dead. Mike Leach started to blame the players a little bit, which I don't like at all, especially for a college atmosphere. And he basically said that he doesn't have players to fit his system. And in addition, the quarterback transfer, KJ Costello, has been especially bad these last two weeks. He's thrown seven interceptions in the last two weeks. He had four last week. In fact, he actually got benched last week against Kentucky. Not good to see, especially after that massive first game where he set an SEC single-game passing yards record. And in terms of Texas A&M, they're coming off a signature victory, Jimbo Fisher's signature victory for sure, where they won at home against number four Florida, 41-38. to As I said before, I had Florida in that game. Didn't work out. Texas A&M looked pretty good. Florida didn't. And I think that Texas A&M is going to take this momentum from the signature victory and bring it to Mississippi State and go out and beat them by more than five points. Now, this is more of a Mississippi State fade than a Texas A&M back. Now, I feel like Texas A&M should be able to get this done. I don't necessarily see Mississippi State's offense just magically reappearing like they did against LSU this week. So I think Mississippi State's offense is going to continue to struggle the rest of the year, especially considering Arkansas seemed to figure them out. And then Kentucky basically did that same exact game plan last week, and it worked. So I expect other teams to completely follow the blueprint there against Mississippi State. In addition, Leach seemed to admit he doesn't have the right players for the system, as I said before. So I think Mississippi State's going to continue to struggle. I like Texas A&M minus five on Saturday. The next game we're going to talk about, we have number 23, Virginia Tech at home against Boston College. Virginia Tech is favored by 13 in this game. As I mentioned before, I had Boston College last week in my long shot money line parlay. They beat Pitt on a missed extra point in overtime, so they won the game 30-29. to That was the second leg of that long shot parlay. This Boston College team continues to be undervalued in Vegas. They were six-point home dogs last week against Pitt, which I immediately knew was a bad line last week. And this week, they come in at 13-point underdogs. I mean, this Boston College team is playing some very good football. Pretty much their only bad game was when they barely escaped beating Texas State. 
but I mean, two weeks ago, I bet UNC against Boston College, and Boston College put up a great fight. They lost the game 26-22, to and they had a two-point conversion to tie the game. It was 24-22, to and they basically threw a pick six on the two-point conversion, so an extra two points there for UNC to make it a four-point game instead of a two-point game. If Boston College you know, comes through on that two-point conversion, that game is going to overtime. And you don't know what's going to happen against the number five North Carolina Tar Heels. Their quarterback, Phil Jerkovich, has also been amazing this season. He's really impressed me a lot. He ranks seventh in the FBS in total passing yards with 1,181 so far. Last week against Pitt, he had 358 yards and three touchdowns in that win. This guy could really play. In terms of Virginia Tech, they've been one of the most confusing teams so far in college football this year. I mean, the last two games they've played, they've had multiple players out. Against Duke, they had like 20 players out and a few starters due to COVID. And last week against UNC, they again had like another 15 players out. I'm not sure why their games aren't being postponed if that many people on the team have COVID. I don't really know details there. In college football, you don't really have to report this kind of stuff, so you don't see detailed reports on what exactly is going on. But in Virginia Tech's first game, they destroyed NC State at home like they were supposed to. And then the next week against Duke, they only won by seven points. And then last week against North Carolina, they had one of the more bizarre games you'll see. They were losing to North Carolina 42-17. to They cut that by the end of the third quarter to just five points. They were only down 42-37 to at the end of the third, and then they let up a bunch more points. UNC ends up beating Virginia Tech 56-45. to There's nothing that Virginia Tech has done this year to prove to me that they could beat Boston College, who's been playing really, really good football, by 14 points. Like, there's just nothing that could convince me of that, especially the underdogs have been doing really, really well in college football this year. I like Boston College in this game to cover for sure. Now, I know I'm not picking my long shot money line parlay this week, but if I was, I would have included Boston College in it. So Boston College is looking like plus 350 or plus 400 on the money line right now. So if you're looking at a long shot pick this week, maybe to just go straight up, I'm going to heavily consider Boston College money line if it remains at plus 350 or plus 400 tomorrow. We're going to have to see that game is tomorrow night. So I'll probably monitor that all the way up until the last minute, and I'll let you guys know on Twitter whether or not I'm going to do that. I'm going to heavily consider that. I think Boston College has a legit chance to win this game in Blacksburg. The final game that we're going to talk about today is the main event. In Tuscaloosa, we have number two, Alabama, versus number three, Georgia, a game that has been circled on the calendar since the SEC schedule was released. Now, Alabama had a major scare last week as they only escaped Ole Miss with a 15-point win, 63-48. to However, that final score is pretty deceiving because it was a one-score game or tied pretty much the entire game until the very end of the fourth quarter. It was a game that was close throughout. But the main story of this game for Alabama is that head coach Nick Saban will not be coaching in person this week. He tested positive for COVID this week, so will be forced to miss this game. And as a result... Steve Sarkeesian will be the interim head coach for this game. It should be interesting to see that. Sark has coached in the Power 5 before. He coached for Washington and then coached for USC. So, again, will be interesting to see that. Will be interesting to see how it affects the game. On the Georgia side of things, they've come in with three dominant performances this year so far. They beat Arkansas 37-10 in Week 1. Then they went and dominated, at the time, number 7 Auburn by a score of 27-6 at home. And then last week, they also beat number 14 at the time, Tennessee, by a score of 44-21. to 
In addition, Georgia's defense is one of the best in all of college football. They've only allowed 12.3 points per game so far. Obviously, two of those games were against ranked teams, so it becomes even more impressive to see. Also, they rank first in the FBS in rushing defense. They only are allowing 38.3 yards to their opponents on the ground, which is pretty insane. However, this Georgia defense has not seen anything like Alabama's offense this year at all. Now, Mac Jones and the wide receivers are the real deal. You have these wide receivers that are all going to end up being NFL players. Two of them are going to be drafted in the first round in the 2021 NFL draft. You got Jalen Waddell, you got Devontae Smith, and then you have Josh Mechie, all who are studs. And then you have a dominant runner in Najee Harris, arguably the best running back in college football. And Najee Harris is a guy that I think could run on any team. It doesn't matter that Georgia has the best running defense in the league. Najee Harris is going to get his yards. He's going to get his touchdowns. He's that good. Mac Jones right now, as I mentioned, playing out of his mind. Eleven Over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns so far through three games this season. While one could worry about the Alabama defense, you got to remember, don't overreact to one week. Lane Kiffin did coach at Alabama for a while. He knows them better than most head coaches do. Alabama's defense only allowed 19 points to Missouri in week one and then only allowed 24 points to Texas A&M the next week. So I think that that was a major outlier game for them. The defense is definitely going to show up Saturday night at home against Georgia in the biggest game of the year thus far. So I think the defense will be just fine. I don't trust Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett in this game. I'm going with Alabama minus 4.5 in this game. Roll Tide. And that's a wrap on this week's college football betting show just remember like this video if you haven't already subscribe to this youtube channel if you haven't already and be sure to comment which picks you like which picks you don't like which other picks are your favorite this week i'll certainly let you know if i agree i'll certainly let you know if i disagree i'm also open to answering any questions you have so be sure to comment those or be sure to tweet those at me you could follow me on twitter at sports underscore bird if you haven't already i'll also be possibly adding some picks there like boston college Moneyline, like we talked about as a potential but good luck. But goodbye and good luck with your gambling picks this weekend.